Hello, and welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my fellow ghost hunter, Hunter Van Lira. Oh, we're ghost hunters now? I guess so. Who are you going to call? Ghost hunters. I couldn't think of a, a DC horror thing to call you. Because there's not a lot of them. We'll I mean... Get, we'll get into that. You, uh, actually, no. If you don't count Vertigo, there's like two. I know. So we're uh, counting Vertigo. I was going to be like, <laughs> you're the Josh Constantine to my swamp thing, but then I didn't want to be... I didn't want. You don't want to label yourself as the monster? No, I don't want to have to possess your body to then have a child. <laughs> That's how his daughter was born. I'll explain this. Yeah. Swamp Thing's daughter was born because Swamp Thing allowed, uh, John allowed Swamp Thing to possess his body so he could have sex with Abigail to create his, his baby. So actually, Abigail, um, not Abigail. He's made of plants. He can't plant his seed? I don't get it. Yeah, no, he actually had to go into John's body. Is that a uh, Snyder thing or is that a Morse No, that's thing? a Morse. That's a Alan Moore thing. Oh, that's what I meant. Alan Moore. Of course, yes. it's an Alan Moore thing. Alan Moore's like, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little thing about John Constantine, guys. Uh, cool. And as always, we are, jo- uh, we are brought to you, as always, we are joined by, uh, as always, we are brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Co- Comics down in New York. Let's start the show with some news. Let's start some from Freaky News, Hunter. Freaky? Modoc. I don't like his face. Nah, dude, I want a toy. I, I want to get, I want to buy that prop and put it in my room. That looks awesome. Gross. So during New York Comic Con this uh, past weekend, we yes. got a little bit of news. Uh, we got the Invincible trailer, which we'll talk about in a sec. And then we got a MODOK trailer and, like, a five-minute clip. Yes. I think it looks cool. Oh, I like it. It's, it's funny. It's Robot Chicken yes. meets Marvel. Yeah, it's funny. He's creepy as shit. Yeah, he, I mean, to be fair, he, MODOK is creepy in general. This actually makes him look almost normal. He looks unsettling. Like, because uncanny valley. Because besides being in a comic book or in a TV show, yeah. like a cartoon, this is like a full 3D space. Yeah. This is the first time we're seeing him in a 3D space besides the new Avengers game, which they even don't even make him look that bad. No. If they got him in an actual movie, he would be so grotesque. <laughs> he just looks creepy. He's a giant me. head with little robot arms and I legs. know. I know. He just looks creepy to me. And his daughter is hilarious. Yeah, I do like it. And then Ben Schwartz is the son. Oh, yes. I think we talked about that the casting. We did ago. talk about the casting. But you know, it. it looks funny. Yes, it, like they're going over their budgets, and it's like eight million dollars on the scooters, four million dollars for the building, and fifty dollars uh, a year for the Photoshop thing I use to put labels on things. Like, yeah, we can get rid of the Photoshop thing, right? And he's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Instead of the eight million dollars on bikes that explode because <laughs> the Avengers or whatever. No, my favorite part. Of the, it's um, also filmed like a sit. It's filmed like a uh, like an office style show because yeah. it looks like this shaky cam and people are following him around. Yes. So it's like a day in the life of Modoc. Yes. That's. Really Kind of that's cool. what's supposed to be like. It's supposed to be following his family. That's. Really I think my funny. favorite part was like they come up with ideas and he goes, "Your toilet, your toilet doesn't work." Ah, oh, yeah, my toilet. I like it. Uh, let's roll with that. And it's just because <laughs> the guy, the aims guy, was just like, "Hey, your toilet doesn't work." Yeah. Uh, I I like a lot of how like um, Robot Chicken does like the, the throwaway gags, and it's basically it's not the same team, but I think it's the same claymation people because it looks yeah. exactly the same. Because that team is actually working on another Hulu show called Crossing Swords. Yes, I've seen Which is fucking awesome. And then of course there's the one with like the little... Uh, it's the little toys. Playma- uh, yeah. yeah, but Playmates, like the little... Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited so for the Modoc show. I'm going to watch it all. We'll definitely do a spoiler cast yes. on it because this that's is right. going to be something I'm going to be watching because Hulu drops it all immediately. Do they? Yeah. Hulu drops everything. Just people. I think so, yeah. Yeah. At least they're originals. Yes. Which I wish they stopped doing. I know. I like it when content is slowly... Because then I can pick and choose to watch it. I can either wait eight weeks to binge it or I can... Watch it week by week. Yeah, that's why I'm excited for Mandalorian to come back. I like weekly. I, I've said this before. I think weekly does the show better. It makes well, it like better. even though they dropped the first three episodes of the boys, the rest of them have been weekly. Yes, and it, yeah, and the last week. Uh, I think they were trying to test it out. They're like, here's three episodes, 
and then we'll splinter out the rest if that's what you guys like. Instead and of having all like drop. it a lot because it's hopefully just... season three will be one episode, one yeah. episode, one episode. Unless I mean, it's one and two. It was still five weeks, so I don't mind it. Yeah, I know. mean eight weeks would be better. Yes, but so I think, so, I think it's more. <laughs> I think viewership is always up for it. So yeah, but yeah. No, I, I like uh, I, I really like the Modok thing. I was kind of leery about it. I was spec uh, cause at first we just thought it was animated. Yeah. We didn't know it was claymation, and then I saw uh, Entertainment Weekly drop some pictures. I, and I was it like, to you. yeah, and I was like, is this going to be a claymation show or is this just like promotional stuff? Yeah, I'm like no. And then the trailer dropped, and I was like, oh my god, I, I love know. those shows because those shows are so like. Besides Crossing Swords and Robot Chicken, no one does those shows anymore. No, no. Robot Chicken kept it alive, and that shows. I don't even know if it's done or not. I feel I, like it is. I don't and then know. Crossing Swords just started, so it's hard to tell where that's going to go. Yeah. But they barely do claymation shows because it costs a lot of money. And it takes a lot more time to do because you've got to move each individual yeah, piece. Yeah, stop motion. There, yeah, that's what I mean. There are some things that you can CGI, obviously. Yeah, of course. But like, a lot of it You're comes fake, from moving just, things yeah. slightly. Like You you do the mouths. The mouths yeah. are CGI. But you have to move everything, like the arms and the legs. and Yeah. yeah. I do like it's. I think it's funny. I think he's just he's just crazy. It's him with his family. Like he married like a normal woman. Yeah. One of their kids came out Modoc. I want to know and, um, how the wife pushed pushed her out. Like, like did they the C section? I mean, you have to. You not <laughs> now? Did she come with the robot suit or did she? No, I don't think the robot. Or did suit she came just a head? I think she just came out as a giant head. Not as big as what we see, <laughs> yeah. but definitely like a quarter. I, I do down. believe since it's from a comedy team, I do believe we'll get to see like her as a baby, and it'll just be her coming out as a baby Modok, and it'll yeah. just be a funny throwaway gag. Exactly. Like she'll come out with the robot legs and everything. Oh, <laughs> Dad, the acid trap destroyed my boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, ah, I didn't like him anyway. <laughs> Pat Oswald. I love great. Pat Oswald. He's, he's so funny good. though. Yeah. So enough gushing about Modok. Uh, no concrete. Date, but I think it said 2021. Yes, 2021. No concrete date yet. So fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, Hulu likes to drop things in February, so I'm probably gonna say February. We'll see. Valentine's Day, a nice little, little treat. Mm-hmm. Cozy up, Valentine's Day. You Watch Modoc. So I'm gonna do a court. All right. So next up, we were talking about another trailer that dropped from NYCC, the Invincible trailer. Fuck yes, dude! It looks just like Ryan Otley yeah. did everything. They I did feel like he did. That it's gonna be the first 14 issues. The first 14 of season one. Yes. So we will get into some punching and some blowing up because we did uh, with Tess on OCD podcast. We did the first four issues. It's the start of something. Yeah, and it's cool that like the first four issues aren't going to be like, guess what? This is a bloody mess. Yeah, but then eventually we'll get there. Yes, and I love the, all the voice actors. We talked about the cast a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. I'm super excited Good. for this show. I'm more excited for this than Modok, in a way. Even yeah. though I'm super excited for That's Modok. Right. I hope that uh, Howard the Duck is able to show up for Modok. Because if he, if he does... Remember, originally it was supposed to be a Howard the Duck Modoc show. It would, no, no. It was supposed to be Howard the Duck, Modoc, uh, Hellcat, and Offenders. Patsy were yeah. one. And then... So does that mean all of them were going to be Claymation? Well, or did they change their mind because they only had one now I think they might have changed their mind. Because they had four total. Yeah, they had four different shows. Yeah. And they would be, at the end, would be the Offenders. The Offenders, yeah. yeah. But so, I would love to see Howard the Duck no, Claymation. No, it's animated because they showed uh, the original animation stills for... They could uh, easily just clay those up. For though. Patsy and no, because... Uh, they had uh, they have it set. They already had like oh, okay. an animation style, and then they changed it. They, I guess, since they dropped all the other shows, the, the, why keep Modok besides having Pat and Oswald attached to it? That's why. Comedy. But like Kevin Smith was attached to Howard the Duck. Whatever. Uh, I would have much preferred Howard the Duck, but that's just me. Well, this is me. Gotta get the kid with the quota. God. So Invincible, but I'm yes. Invincible. Looks fantastic. Voice acting's great. Yeah. Everyone sounds how, like, looks how they should it sound. It looks great. Like, it looks, it looks it good. It looks crisp. I'm actually really excited for the show. Yeah. I'm actually excited for the show. So, well, and like I said, we'll get more into it when they get closer to the like, show. We will definitely do a spoiler cast on that. We're going to try will... to get Tess to watch it. Yes, I know. 
Fingers crossed. I can't. <laughs> Gonna be fun. I know. All right. Here's something weird. Let's let's save the big thing for last because that's huge, and I know yes. you're gonna gush about it. I, but of course I am. Doctor Strange, yes. Benedict Cumberbatch, is joining Spider-Man Three. Yes, he's joining in a mentor capacity. Someone brought up a nice point, and I'll let I'll let you finish. Uh, I'll say it after you finish. Yeah. But yeah, the mentor capacity makes sense because yes. Tony's gone. They did say they did confirm. This is a Carter was confirmed that he's replacing Tony in a mentor capacity in the movies. To be fair, Doctor Strange lives like two blocks away from Peter, so it makes sense. I know, right? <laughs> they live in like the it, same it, neighborhood. No, he lives in he lives in Queens, but it's only a train ride, so who cares? Yeah. Um, or just but a he just needs a, an older mentor, and you really can't use any of, of the other character. You Cap's gone. Like Cap's Bucky gone. and Falcon are off, off in Bucky. fucking Prague or yeah, some shit. Doing like Wanda and Vision stuff. are trapped in her brain or something. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Uh, it's harder with Spider-Man with anybody. Yeah. Bruce Banner can't help him with that. Yes. The yeah. one thing they did talk about, uh, I think that's where you're going to go with it, is that it's tied to the books where Doctor Strange helped everyone. Uh, Forget who Peter was. Yes. So I think like um, Peter will be on the run for the first like 25 minutes. Yeah. He'll show up to Doctor Strange's house, panicked, not knowing what to do, being hunted by one of the Sinister Six members or whoever the main villain is. Or JJ. It's probably going to be JJ gives Scorpion suit at the beginning. First 20 minutes, cold open is like yeah. the Scorpion fight. And then um, we see... Well, by the end of it that he might get his... his any, yeah, any we'll fixed. see. Yeah, yeah and because then he'll, the he'll show up to Doctor Strange and be like, help me, man! Uh, well, I, I think he's going to be... I'm Spider-Man. Well, because it also ties back to the fact that Doctor Strange is tied to WandaVision. And Multiverse of Madness. And Multiverse of Madness. So they're and trying to tie it all together. now with Electro, Dave Fox coming, they really do think that it's building a Sinister Six that... Spans the multiverse? Yeah. In a way. They did say that... Um, he's, in a way. He's he Max Dillon, but he's not going to be blue. Right. Which I didn't really mind that. So I didn't mind I didn't either, because like that's ultimate. in that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's the garbage. But I liked the, I didn't mind the, the blue ultimate version style. I didn't mind that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so... It is a lot of speculation about what Spider-Man Three is going to be, yeah. and it just throws another wrench. Dude, into the this. guy who plays Ned Leeds, yeah. the guy who plays Ned, lost so much weight. Yeah, he's looking hot now. So hot Ned is going to be weird. <laughs> he, <laughs> he may be he may be playing Hobgoblin. I, I was thinking like he could be a good he, Hobgoblin though, because well, he's he, too close with Spider-Man. Well, Unless Spider-Man like kills his mom. I know, but I Unless mean, it's a multiverse. Well, no, and like, they bring in one of the Hobgoblins and rips off his mask. It's evil Ned. And then Ned fights Ned. Well, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be evil. It could be just like, um, what's it called? Um, uh, Phil Yurik. Remember, he was Hobgoblin? Yeah, but... But he was also, uh, for a time, he was a good Green Goblin. Yeah. So they might just combine like that and that. And to make Ned make a good Hobgoblin? Yeah. yeah. that's what I was thinking. He gets tech from somebody and Spider-Man needs like a sidekick besides the man in the yeah, chair. Yeah, and maybe make, make it him. Ned. Yeah. Because if, cause if, if the trend is only going to be they do only three movies, even though Thor's getting four, we don't talk about it. I know. Um... Like, is Spider-Man going to get a fourth movie? Well, or is the, he just going to jump in on other movies? Like, I think the, with Venom, because Patty Jenkins, I think it's, no, not Patty Jenkins. Um, whoever runs Sony, the head of Sony, the, the American not Patty Jenkins. She's, Patty Jenkins. The, she's, she's the director, director of Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. I was like Kathleen Kennedy, but that's Disney. That's um, Star Wars Disney. The Sony rep, the American Sony rep, wants Venom to be in the MCU. Yeah. And I think they might be able to leverage it. Well, I, I, I what, they should be only doing three movies piece. First of all. They should, but Thor ruins that. Theory. Thor ruins that, but also if the focus is Jane Foster, that's their their that's their workaround. Because uh, Natalie Portman did say uh, that it does focus mostly on her. Yes, and it's during her cancer treatment era. Yeah. So, oh, they also Thor Valkyrie. is also going to be in Guardians as well. Yes. So we and Valkyrie Thor's. is also getting a new book again. It's called oh, Return cool. of It's called Return uh, of the uh, Return of the Valkyries, and it's Danny Moonstar, Jane Foster. Um, Moonstar was a Valkyrie. Yes, she was. Yeah. Isn't she in the X Men books? Yes. 
So is that why this X Men are gonna get streamlined soon, so then they can fuck off off the island, or no? Is this just be- like a out of time, out of canon timeline kind of situation? No, it's, just, it's in timeline, just not. No, because she's gonna help during because uh, the X Men will have her freaking. Oh, is this King for Black? Black is this for yeah. Black King? King of King Black. Black? Yeah, okay. Yeah, X Men yeah. has a tie-in in that one, I yeah. think. So, yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, it was cool. I thought you were saying it's just a new series. Oh, and, I was uh, like, how the, the, the chick from the movie, from the Thor movie, Valkyrie. Yeah. So two Valkyrie. Valkyries. Yes. That's cool. Because she was in uh, Exiles. There's four Valkyries actually on the cover. Well, because there's the blonde one, there's Jane, then there's Danny, and then there's the one from the multiverse well, from Exiles. Well, it's Jane. Well, the, the blonde was not coming back. She's dead. Remember? That's the whole point. She died. Oh, yeah. That's why Jane became Valkyrie. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, so it's going to be Jane. Who's the fourth one, then? I don't know. Oh, it's like a new you, one. You, well, it's too far back. Like, it's shaded out. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So it's probably like a special reveal, or maybe she's back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's writing that one knows what to do. Exactly. So. But, you know, I, I, I do like the idea. Like I said, I think it plays more the idea that they're going to be like, all right, they're going to revert. Because the, the, the identity thing couldn't last too long, which we both knew. Yeah. So, so we're going to also our final You can news. talk about this Yes, news, I can't wait. you're going to nut. Yeah, dude, I was so ecstatic. And the cast is crazy. Not the cast. The cast of characters yes. is crazy. So they haven't confirmed who's playing who. So, Green Lantern live action for HBO Max, which we knew about uh, already. They have finally revealed its central central characters, which will include Earth's first Green Lantern, Alan Scott, who's actually the main character, who will also be the gay, uh, will also be gay, just like his Earth Two counterpart, and his actually updated timeline, yeah, uh, his updated timeline version and his Injustice version. Oh yeah, because Injustice, I forgot. He's uh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, Zero Year. His husband's in there. Um, according to Deadline, joining Scott with are, all new corpse members too. You missed that part. Oh, and all, uh, updated and with all new corpse members. Yeah, so. Including, uh, according to Deadline, uh, Jordan Scott are Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Bass, Sinestro, and Kilowog. No Hal Jordan or John Stewart because they're probably going to be in the movies. Yes. Or they're going to try to steer away from Hal for a bit because of Ryan Reynolds yes. and then maybe bring That was my else whole argument with Ant. Um, I like Hal Jordan, but eh, we don't need another one because we have these. We, with Alan Scott, I'd prefer Alan. I like, I like Hal Jordan. I like but Alan in a TV Scott. show, I'd love to see Alan Scott yeah. like, work as manager. And if they make him like... Give him the cape, give him the cape. Yeah, he has to have the cape. Or at least has his classic costume in episode one where he has yeah. the cape or something. Because he's going to be young, they said. Yeah. Youngish. Um, uh, will be written, the Green Lantern will be written by Seth Graham Smith, who did the Lego Batman movie. Hell yeah. And Mark Guggenheim. Duh. <gasps> <gasps> he did Arrow and then 2011's Green Lantern. <gasps> yeah, he did like... He, he built the Arrowverse, guys. Um... <laughs> And it's going to be 10 episodes uh, for season one. That's cool. That's like uh, the... No, I was going to say the CW shows. Uh, not CW shows. The DC Universe the shows. CW, uh, yeah, DC. 13. Yes. But Swamp Thing was 10. Yes. So. But also, also HBO. It costs more money to do yes. stuff. Well, I think, like I, said, I think the best part of it... Um, I just want to know if they are going to do John in the movies or Hal. Or both. They might do both. And I always, I've always said the best way to do a Green Lantern live action movie would do like a training day. Where it's like how Jordan Hal trains Stewart or Stewart, Stewart trains John? No, how trains Stewart? I think they'd switch it up. They shouldn't. That's stupid. Because how's the drill? Not how's the drill sergeant. Um, how should be in charge? John is the drill sergeant, and he Hal should drill how Hal How's the, the first Green Lantern? I'm um, second. First Green Lantern. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where's Kyle too? He's not in this either. Well, they have all the other ones. I feel they like, have all the side guys. Yeah, they have the major ones. Yeah. The, well, the bi- the they only have, ones they're missing are the big three. Kyle and Hal. Kyle, John, Hal. Yeah. Which are the big three? I think that's because they're doing a movie with those guys. Yeah, they could easily do Green Lantern as a movie and then yeah. have all three of them. And the other ones would be just the core, the TV show. Is, again, the show is not Green Lantern; it's, it's Green, Green Lantern, Lantern core. core. Yeah. So we'll see, and it may even be like a spread out through history because if Alan that's Scott, Sinestro showing up, yeah, and with Alan Scott being in it, 
Who we knows? could get some like golden age and then some current, depending on like with him being life. in like World War Two and getting the ring. Yeah, that's my idea. At least that's my I idea. I think Kilowog is going to be the character who traverses all the time periods. Like he's going to be the one focal point, like Sinestro, because we know he's Sinestro's going right. to be bad. Like, but like Sinestro... Guy Gardner, Jessica, and Simon don't all show up at the same no, time. No, they, they don't. Throw different time periods, so we can have Alan and Kilowog be the constant. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Who do you want to be, Alan Scott? I don't know. I'm not good with actors. I'm really not. Zachary Quinto would be pretty good. I and besides uh, also being a gay actor, oh my god, don't quote me on that. Besides also being a gay actor, Zachary Quinto would just be great. Well, what I mean is that's not bad. Um, Zachary Quinto was Lex Luthor in uh, Man of Tomorrow. No, I know that. The voice actor. No, I, I know. I knew that. Um, I know from all the things he was. Uh, wasn't he Spock in? Yes, Star Wars? he was. Star Trek? I think he'd be great. Yeah, I uh, I'm not good with actors because what I, I always and when people ask me, I always end up doing the same thing. I look at other things that I currently watching. Go, that person works. That doesn't, I want Carl hard. Urban to be Sinestro because <laughs> yeah, he's like, in boys. <laughs> yeah, like, that's definitely what we do. That Huey guy could be uh, Guy Gardner. No, he's too small. Guy Gardner's uh, like a manlet. No, he's fucking... He's ripped. He's a man- manlet. He's short. Guy Gardner's the shortest one. Yo, he's short. Yeah, he's short. But yeah, no, we I... He's like uh, a tough Irish guy, though. Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> I will hit you with my fucking ring! <laughs> <laughs> Get over here, you alien son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> he okay. I'm gonna go call Bill Burr personally. Be like your guy Gardner, right? <laughs> you got he's it, Irish. He's angry. Yeah. He doesn't even need to wear a wig. It can be older guy Gardner. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare hit Alan and my, my precious gay baby! <laughs> <laughs> I want him as a live action. I would love him like a Justice League movie as like. <laughs> this should be Alfred. No, I want. I would love Bill Burr as the, as Guy Gardner in a live action remake of the Justice League Detroit era stuff. <laughs> where he gets punched in the face by Batman. What the fuck? <laughs> he could be Kilowog. No, no, he's got to be. You want like Gardner. a Dimaggio to be like Kilowog, like a guy, like a t- Tascator who knows how to do the deep voice. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm Kilowog. Fuck yeah. you, bitch. Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Guy Gardner is Bill Burr. I'm gonna fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna petition it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was in Mandalorian. Yeah, he's he just played he, Bill Burr's face. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he wasn't that angry. I think season two, if he does show up, he's gonna be angrier because of what Mando threw him in jail. Yeah, he plays Bill. You threw face. me in jail, Mando. Yeah, he's in Bill Burr's <laughs> face. So I can see this guy Gardner. I will put you through a fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> fucking grabs Sinestro's head makes a green wall yep <laughs> oh man that'd be so good cause you're gonna wanna look for younger actors but for Guy Gardner you can get Bill Burr yeah he just floats around Bill yeah. Burr doesn't just put him in straps and make him float and shoot shit he doesn't yeah, need to I'll run around him. yeah nah. oh, that, that's such a good choice even though it's not gonna happen such a good choice <laughs> um, Jessica Cruz give us a new person Yes. Simon Baz. Uh, I love Dev Patel. He's um from Lion and from The Green King. It's not out yet. Uh, well, we'll look this up. Look up Dev Patel. He's also really, like, really good looking. Like, I gotta look this up. I think it's Dev Patel. Yeah, like I said. I'm Go to Lion and look it. at the main guy on Lion. He's really good looking from what I remember. Sinestro, I like Hugo Weaving, but I'm not going to get him again. Sinestro can be anybody, though. Just paint him pink. Yeah, that's all it is. And then Kilowog again, big monster. Big monster. Again, like CG. That's all of CG. Yeah. So ten episodes in season one. I'm excited. I am. Yeah. Excited for that. 
That's all the news we got this Hold week, on, guys. Guy. Yeah, you look up Dev Patel while you do a little, a little bit What's of chat. Green King? Uh, the Green King is the new movie. Just look up the lion. Look up Lion on IMDb and click on the first guy. It's Dev Patel. I used to have a picture on my phone because I was like, this is the hottest dude ever. Dev Patel. Green King. Look up goddamn Dev Patel. Dude, I fucking... Dev Patel. Simon Bass. Oh, he's yeah. like a, he's like a, he's like a Pakistani guy. Yeah, uh, he, no, he, he, this is the picture I had on my phone for a while. He's hot. He's like a good-looking guy. <laughs> no homo or anything. He's like a good-looking guy. <laughs> well, I mean, like uh, not Simon Baz. Simon Baz is like a little bit more military stuff. I he's mean, lo- that's a haircut t- thing he can yeah. just do. It, he, this is all of his stuff is him with facial hair. Yeah, trim it off or keep the beard. Yeah, uh, Raul Coley would be pretty cool. Even though uh, he's the guy from My Zombie, he's Ravi. He's also in The Haunting of Bly Manor. He's the guy with the mustache. Thank you. Yeah. He'd be great, but that's again. I'm looking for Pakistani people because I yeah. know um, that's what he is. Simon Baz is Pakistani. He's a little bit darker than these actors yeah, that I'm picking up, but I that doesn't know. matter though. I just don't want Aziz Ansari to be Simon. Right. Baz. Like, What's going on, guys? Yeah. Free Lantern. Yeah. You don't want to Just get all comedians. Yeah. Like you know what? Pete Davidson will be Alan Scott. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I'm Alan Scott. <laughs> oh my god. Joey Diaz could be Kilowog. Oh, he'd be great. I love how you shine the screen like I know comedians. The comedy, yeah. Tom Segura can be in it in some way, shape, or form. He'll be the eyeball guy, and then Burt Kreischer can be the pickle guy. Oh, God. It's all comedians. It's all comedians. I'm getting it down. It's all comedians in Green Lantern. <laughs> Green Lantern cars out comedy. Reused <laughs> by HBO Max. What a way. If you love Way, Green way Lantern, to go. If you love Green Lantern, the movie, you will love Jessica Green Cruz Lantern. can be Mindy Kaling. Oh, God. <laughs> Even though that's not even. She's just brown. Anyway, <clears throat> on to our topic of the week. James, you. do you want to kick it off? Yeah. Okay. You started with Bill Burr. I know. <laughs> All right, guys. So, you guys know we are doing a Halloween-themed episode every day. To the, uh, every day. No. Oh, no, we're not Tess. No, we're not. We're not uh, OCD Podcast. Go no. check that out, by the way. Our episode did come out. Yes. We're uh, on day 15, I think. Yeah. Uh, we are doing once a week. We're covering a spooky topic or something, spooky. something with comics. Uh, so, we're going to do DC's uh, DC Horror. Uh, we, it ties into a book that came out this week. Yes. Uh, we were going to do the Marvel comic book horror stuff, but because of scheduling and... And potentially not having Sabrina come out. About, and another show coming out instead, we decided to do this. What's instead. the other show? Hellstrom coming out this week. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, that's on Hulu. It'll drop. That's next week. That's why. Well, we have to give it a week, too. Yes. That'll that, probably be our finale. That's issue. why. Yeah, because i got to actually watch that. That's why. <sighs> So do his scheduling. I gotta one. finish the CW Arrow shows before I because st- I'm gonna I'm gonna forget to watch Hellstrom. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, forget. I'm gonna text you the day Hellstrom drops. So I'm like, Please do. Like, like, watch, watch this, this now because I'm gonna I'm gonna text Courtney too. Yeah. So uh, we decided to split up Marvel and DC and just talk about some of the cool horror stuff that Marvel and DC have put out as two separate episodes. One also gives us enough time to talk about certain ones that we really do enjoy from each uh, each of those guys. Uh, so. There's not a big history uh, when it comes to Marvel or uh, DC horror. It actually comes out Friday, I think, 16th. Yeah, this Friday. Damn, dude, crazy. Um, so no, no, no. There is a <laughs> lot. There's a lot. When I say not a lot, I mean there's a lot of horror stuff in comic books, but DC horror in in, in particular it was strictly a, Vertigo for a while. Well, a lot of it was um, Avengers of Fear. No, that's Marvel. House of Mystery. Thank you. House of Mystery. Chamber of Secrets? Yes. House of Mystery, Chamber of Secrets. Uh, House of Secrets, no. Chamber of Secrets, I think, was Marvel. Chamber of Secrets is Harry Potter, I Yes, think. it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. House of Secrets, House, House of Secrets, House of Mystery. Mystery were, like, their horror anthology yeah. books uh, for the longest time. That's where you got Madame Xanadu. That's where you got introduced to Zatanna. I, no, I, no, Zatanna was introduced. Uh, her father was introduced in Action Comics. Uh, Swamp Thing was his own book. Swamp Thing was House of Mystery. Yes, House of Mysteries, And then, um, no, House of Secrets. House of Secrets. Secrets. Yeah, yeah. 
and then he got his own book. Yeah. Um, Constantine was inside Swamp Thing. Thing. So a lot of them all a lot kind of, of their characters came from. They all spun out of themselves, like within their own little corner of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the dreaded comics would happen, and you couldn't do fun stuff anymore. Like Hellblazer, it's technically DC now. Well, Hellblazer was Vertigo. Yeah. Not Hellblazer, uh, Preacher. Yes. Preacher. We're, it was we're, Vertigo. We're DC, yeah. It was Vertigo, but you know what I mean. Preacher's great. But yeah, so we're going to talk about... Without, there's no real major history of DC Comics horror like, into, like, as a publisher. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. Let me just double check. I did have, write something down. From like, what I gather, there isn't really a lot of horror from DC directly besides the original House of Mystery, House of Secrets, right. and or Book of Secrets, whatever the fuck it was called. Besides, of and then Sandman came along, which launched Vertigo and Sandman Universe and all that stuff. Right. So you have the history itself is all over the place, and it's kind of weird. Um, honestly, it was cool because DC did put out a beginner's guide of how to do. It. So you had a House of Secrets. Oh, uh, sorry, House of Mystery. Um, and House of Secrets, which began in 1951. Oh, sorry, Mysteries from 1951, and The Secrets from 1956. And then you had uh, Tales from the Crypt. That's what the other one was. Yeah, Tales and Vault of, and Vault of Horror were the early days. Mm-hmm. Um, with Martin Manhunter actually being one of the lead characters in House of Mystery. Nice. Makes sense. And Eclipso being in uh, House of Secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes from that big bull bad guy. So your major points were House of Secrets, which was uh, 92, which was Swamp Thing. Um, you have 94, uh, which was, sorry, because, oh, it was cool about it because it opens up on my DC app also, mm-hmm. uh, which is when you get super gory stuff happening in 94, and then you have I Vampire in House of Mystery 290, um, which then became, uh, I Vampire later, guys own book, I Vampire. You had uh, Dark Mansion Forbidden Love, which was a uh, horror anthology with love stories. Yeah. Which is really weird. Um, hey, man. Twisted, and then you have, Twisted Love is fun. And then you have things like Secret Six, which they operated in... The, the, one of the uh, Secret Six books, they operated out of the House of Mystery. That's cool. Just like Justice League Dark. And then you have Justice League Dark. Yeah, which I'll be talking about at some point. Yes. And, you have, and of course, as we talked about on our live stream, that they are Halloween special every year. Yeah. At least for the last three years, they've been Halloween specials. Yes. And we just had a Swamp Thing special last week. Yes. Which is technically horror. It was the Halloween yes. Spectacular, at least is what it said. Yes. Which I wish we covered, but we weren't able to. I know. Of, uh, was Walking Dead? No. What was huge last week? What were you talking about? American Vampire. American Vampire. Pretty big. Yeah. Also horror-based. Yeah. Plus, we, we picked, uh, uh, this we is coming this, out this yeah. week, so we so, made up for it. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite horror books. We're, we're going to cover three of our favorite horror books, DC horror books, today. So, Hunter, you want to start us off? I'm going to start off with one of the first Vertigo titles I read, besides uh, Hellblazer, Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemire and Jeff Lemire. Oh, by the way, one of the criteria we did allow Vertigo to count for this. Because it's DC. And now it's DC Black Label. Right. If they're like, oh, well, Vertigo, no, Vertigo counts for this. because It's a DC imprint. Yes. And then DC characters, and now it's DC Black Label. So, So Sweet Tooth uh, by Jeff Lemire, I think it ran 36 issues or so. Um, I remember reading it in college, which is only a couple years away for, for me, but uh, I was sitting in the library one day because I had to wait for one of my classes, Yeah. and I remember looking at their comic book section, and I was like, this is weird that they have a comic book section in general, but that's cool. Libraries do that sometimes. And I found Sweet Tooth. There was the first five volumes there, so I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. And I'll read these while I'm waiting. 
I blew through the first one in like 20 minutes. Like it's not it's not a lot to read. I was just so addicted to it. And it wasn't 20 minutes, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. every day every day or couple days I'd come back and wait for my classes. I would go to the library and check out a sweet tooth book and just flip through it. It was just so good. I was so in like drawn in. That's then right. as I was reading a volume 5, it said to be continued and I was like, "Oh fuck. They don't have <laughs> volume 6. It's a volume 6." So, uh, at the time I wasn't big into um getting graphic novels. Yeah. So and I know you guys didn't have it because you're usually my first choice before I was working here. Yeah. So I ended up going to Genesis. Okay. And they had Sweet Tooth Volume Six there. So now on my shelf, I have only Sweet Tooth Volume Six. So random. <laughs> yeah. I want to get the uh, omnibuses we have over there, one, two, and three, and one. then I'll just have one, two, three, and then six because it d- doesn't cap off right. So weird. And also, Sweet Tooth: The Return comes out soon. Yes. It's gonna be like a sequel with some prequel stuff in there, just a tiny bit. So I'm super excited for that. So yeah, Sweet Tooth. It was just so cool. Like it's like a. Even though it's just gonna sound weird, it's like a Christian horror book. Like it's like a. I never read Sweet Tooth, and really? everyone yells at me to. Read oh this my book. god! You don't like his, Jeff Lemire's art, though. That's what it but is. But this is Jeff Lemire's best art. And I opinion. said this, and I've said this before. I'm willing to give it a, a shot because if I well, the TV show comes. TV show is gonna come out, and if that. you like it, you can check it out. Um. Also, everyone keeps telling me it kind of fits. It, I'm very much of it fits the art lot. style. Yeah, I'm very yeah. much of it's story fits the art style. I don't care. Yeah, like Jeff Lemire is definitely an acquired taste, but in that book, I think it's his best work. Right. So, uh, but the, the story revolves around Gus, a deer boy who, um, runs away from his super heavy Christian father, who we assume fucked a, a deer, but we don't talk about it. No, um, it was some weird, like, apocalypse that happened that turned people into animals. There's a bunch of kids that are animals. Why you have to make the implication? Because it's funny. And, uh, he ends up running away from home because his dad's crazy, and he finds this older gentleman who, uh, is willing to help him, uh, find, like, the, I think I forgot what they call it. I think they're trying to get to like a safe haven, right. kind of like The Walking Dead, where it's like we got to find this one place. Yeah, got to find Alexandria or whatever. So they're trying to find this one safe location, and then along the way, there's hurdles, and there's people who betray them, and then there's new characters, and then there's deaths, and it's just it's such a thrilling tale of like survival okay. with this kid who's like eleven or something. It's a Jeff Lemire book, so yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's about a bunch book. of dead he's kids. Def- yeah, he's definitely working. Jeff Lemire issues. learned from Disney. Kill the mom. <laughs> no, I've I've always said I think Jeff Lemire has something happened. Something happened that he doesn't want to talk about. And he's working through all- everything. Is about a broken man or a broken family or a broken family. <laughs> Real cities like that. Um, his run of sw- uh, Adam man's like that. Swamp. Oh, uh, no, Swamp Thing. Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. Like that. Uh, family Tree. <laughs> family Tree. Century was like that. It's about yeah. always about a broken man or a broken family. Well, you know, you know what you know. He's yeah. right. What you know. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah he's definitely. He might broken. not be broken, but he knows how to write broken. Definitely has some demons. <laughs> he definitely has some demons. Same with Matt Kint. Matt yes. Kint always writes like weird psychological trip shit. Yeah. Except for Folklords. that was kind of grounded for him. There you go. So he did like Ether and then Department H and yeah. Pistol Whip, and you're just like, and, and Mind Management, and you're just like, what the fuck. So yeah, Sweet Tooth is definitely one of my favorites to talk about. Um, I'll th- I want to do a whole episode on it once the uh, show comes out. Yeah, we will. So that'll be fantastic. Reread all six volumes and reread The Return. Mwah, icing on the cake. James, what's one of yours? So I actually did Batman Red Rain. I just finished reading at least the first volume of that. Like uh, one of the Elseworlds. I just, Super I also, I, I want to check out the other one two. of them. It's just the trilogy. I just count it's the, the, it's the Batman yeah. Dracula trilogy. trilogy. I'm just counting it as one big thing because it's just a pain if yeah. I know. Red Rain is the easier way to say it. Yeah. Plus, it's the first one. So, it's Batman, Red, it's Batman, Dracula, Red Rain, Bloodstorm, and Crimson Mist are the three. Yeah, Crimson Mist is crazy. It's gory. It's haunting looking. It's a great. Who's the artist on that one? Uh, Kelly Jones. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a phenomenal book. It's a, it's a DC Elseworld. Of course, you guys know me and my love of the multiverse, so I'm definitely going to talk about an Elseworld here. <laughs> um, so it's really cool. It's actually one of the first books my brother actually read as a DC as a DC comic. And my brother nice. really doesn't read comics that often. Um, so it's Power Rangers. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't even do that. Like, he just doesn't really read comics. I mean, he watches Power Rangers stuff, but, like, he doesn't really read comics at all. But he does like Batman Red Rain a lot. Um, it's really cool. And even, it makes sense. The entire story makes sense. A lot of Elseworlds, sometimes you got to stretch your imagination just a little yeah. bit. Um, like with Batman Bla- uh, Blackest Night, I think, where he's got the Green Lantern ring. Or Emerald Knight, I'm sorry. Batman Emerald Knight, where he's the Green Lantern ring. Oh. Got to stretch a lot for that. I had to think. No, I, just could, I couldn't think. Yeah, I was, I, I, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Dawnbreaker. The yeah, same yeah, about yeah. the Dark Multiverse trip, mm-hmm. where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, the same thing, like like uh, Emerald Knight. Or Brightest Day is called. Sorry, Brightest Day. Is it called? Full Brightest Day. Okay. Um, but yes. And like, uh, it's stuff like that. Like, sometimes you have to stretch a little bit. Oh, what if Batman, if Batman got the, M, like, the Green Lantern ring? Duh, that's the premise. But this is like, Batman frightens Dracula, and at the end he becomes a vampire. I would love to see this um, animated. animated. I would proper. too. Like, Batman vs. Dracula, it's the Batman vs. Dracula, part of the Batman universe. It's still a great yeah. Dracula story, but I would love to see... Batman fights Dracula, and then he turns into a vampire by the end, and then it leaves off with a cliffhanger where he jumps at the screen or whatever. Yeah, and he leaves it open. This to is actually really cool because like um, be such a cool animated movie. They I think brought, they're trying to work on it at some point. They brought this universe back in other things besides like the Batman Dracula, the Batman movie. Yeah, um, they've also done it in Flash Forward, briefly. Um, they've done it in other books also where it's like yeah, the, the, it always the shows up. League. Yeah, they call. Yeah, it I, I was reading the Gail Simone Plastic Man run. By the yeah. way, I don't recommend it. It's honestly his, the characterization for Plastic Man is dog shit. I love Gail Simone, but I can't. Yeah, so I can't read it. I I, I, I finished it. and I was like, nothing happened. Literally nothing happened. Sorry, I had to vent about it. <laughs> I want to write Plastic Man, and I have a great idea. And I just read that, and I was like, oh, this is what I have to beat. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Gail Simone, but no Plastic Man. So, um, granted, Janet though. Fun character. Alliteration. Oh, uh, rhyming. Um, God, I lost track of what I was going to say. Red Rain. Yes. Um, there was a scene where Plastic Man is um, describing a story about how he got attacked by um, Man Bat, but he describes it as Batman who was a vampire. Yeah. And it was exactly the Red Rain Batman. Yeah. But then it was revealed to be Man Bat later. Yeah. But it was cool like, that he shows up everywhere. Yeah. Because he's such a cool and iconic version yeah. of Batman. He's the statues sh- that come out are beautiful. He's got like the bones that shoot out. Yeah. With the, ugh. And he's supposed, to, he's supposed to show up now in um, Batman anime series continues. <gasps> Batman Adventures continues. Yeah, sorry. That's fucking cool. Because it's him, Batman, who last supposed to show up, both of them. What? Show up in that book, yeah. That's crazy. And they're all basically on the toy line. That's crazy. Yeah, they came out. Ooh, there's a toy coming out for Blackest uh, Red Rain Batman. Yeah, it came out already. Came Why out don't we have it? It came out a while ago. No, because we didn't get the the. We didn't the, get the Batman. We got the Batman who laughs. No, it's part of the McFarlane animated. Oh, it's part of the anime series line. We didn't get yeah, those. Yeah, it's part of those ones, not the McFarlane yeah, ones. right. Yeah, I, I, we I, didn't yeah. get We didn't get it. Yeah, okay. That's why I was like... Man, yeah, I, no, we never got it. I'll look for it. But yes. I'm going to look for it now. You continue to talk. <laughs> but yes. Um, they're supposed to show up in... The, it's supposed to show up in, in it. Um, I like that book a lot. And again, it, it, they explore the multiverse more. They explain like how Batman was actually able to turn uh, other heroes to vampires. They've done it in last year's um, uh, horror one where Vampire Batman... Um, Stopped. Oh my God! What was it? Oh, Barbara Gordon from being kidnapped by vampires. Uh, there was a one uh, in the Red Rain. Catwoman's a were cat or were panther. Um, well, that's a, that's not Red not Red Rain, Rain but I just, I just count it as a trilogy. Bloodstorm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Bloodstorm. I think it's the um, Batman Dracula trilogy. I think is what it's called. One of the one of the spinoff books in it is like Dick Grayson's a vampire hunter. Oh, that's cool. And he ends up becoming bit at the end. And he that's why he's Robin at the end. 
it's crazy. It's nuts and it's it's grotesque looking. The art's super creepy. It's actually really one of my favorites. So yeah, that's my my one of my favorite uh, DC horror books. Hunter, what's your second? Uh, deceased. Yeah, I love I deceased. Yes. Well, duh. We, we all love deceased. Explain what deceased is for the crowd. So, read it. um, what is the anti-life equation gets corrupted yes. by dark matter energy or something? No, and the anti-life equation gets corrupted because it's not the full um equation. Because they they inter- they add something to it. Okay, yeah, and it fucks with everything. Yes, and then it goes into technology and makes everybody into zombies, basically. Yes, and everybody becomes deceased. Yes. So then it's just a survival tale that kills off characters you wouldn't think would be killed off and keeps characters around that are like big hits and it's it's fun. Like Batman like, quote unquote dies in like issue two. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's just cool to see like the take that Tom Taylor has on um all the characters that he's doing with that. Uh I think it's great. Uh like how we already have basically a trilogy plus World's End uh, hope at World's End, which we'll see yes. hopefully at some point in print. Yes. If not just one collected edition. Yes. We have Deceased. It's, it's prequel, sequel, Unkillables. Yep. And then it's actual sequel. Dead Planet. Dead Planet, which is going on right now. Issue 4 came out last week. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. They brought back somebody who I didn't expect to come back. Yep. Boom. Can't wait to see what they're going to do. Uh, we know there's a cure, so that's really cool. So I cannot wait to see where it goes. But Volume 1 and Unkillables... Since they're completed, super good. Unkillables yeah. was such a surprise, like a smash hit. It's only it three was. issues, but it was just like, I think that was this three is cool. Issues. Yeah, I wish it was. Like I hate four. series that are three issues anyway. Well, so. it was a little bit longer. It was like twenty five pages though, so it even yeah, itself out. That's still picture moment. Right? Yeah, and they, I think it also included um, the Mister Miracle one in the trade, the the one shot that came out. Ah, uh, good day to die. Yeah, good day to die. Nope, it's in the deceased. Fucking really? Yep, because I have deceased. Missed opportunity. Yeah, that's why I've always I I said this before. They should have just put it in there. They should have either because it ties in better that way. If they were going to do uh, deceased, uh, if they were playing our when they were originally writing this, they were planning on doing a sequel. They should have done a new day to die yeah. at all because it really is nothing. I don't think they were planning they it. They weren't. It. I think they were just like, oh, it's like they I want to do a one shot to explain what's going on in a, on on a apocalypse. Oh yeah, the one shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. the ones on Apocalypse of Constantine, Barda, and um, yeah, and, and, and to Mr. set up a it was, it's yeah. a back. It was pretty much like a backdoor pilot. Well, no, it was it was expanding the universe because yeah, like what, I mean, what we was... saw in regular deceased was everything on Earth. We didn't see what's happening on Apocalypse. Yeah, and uh, it could have been a backdoor for an Apocalypse series, but then it turned out to just be a one shot, and then Unkillables yeah. came out, which was an interim. Yeah, with but, uh, the Suicide Squad and Red right. Hill. And then I think the problem was they sh- either they did three issues and they should have been like something extra. Yeah, like what made more sense in the trade. Right. Because it's like so, 24 bucks for the hardcover, and yeah. so is the... I mean, I'm getting issue. it, yeah. so. But I know the hardcover looks good. I know. But um, yeah, I'm excited it. to see where it goes. I hope they wrap everything up. Um, It's cool how Mr. Miracle is in Dead Planet, because he always escapes. I yeah. thought that was so cool. And I uh, can't wait to read more. So, that's what's up. What's your number? So, your my number two... Not number two, but what's your next My Astro... Yeah, my number two, but it's... I asked this because it's actually... <laughs> Ten Batman comics that deserve an animated film. Red Rain's like number one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Um, they said just combine all three of them and make a trilogy of uh, well, not a trilogy of animated movies just do like all of them yeah because you can shorten the first one yeah um, so my second one is actually two combined I'm, co- I'm combining as as one because it's the Adam Man Swamp Thing crossover yeah. uh, for New 52 Rot World ooh it is like super Cronenberg body horror grotesque nonsense it's like Lemire and Snyder did this one gotta love it I think they did it or are they, I know Snyder did the Swamp Thing part I don't know if he did both parts um, 
A lot of it, I, what I liked about it is because the Animal Man story, in this, they explore more of the red, and the thing about the red, it's about the flesh and blood of animals. So it's a lot of body horror imagery. Mm. Uh, well, Swamp Thing, they explore a lot of polymer plants, but Swamp Thing, they kind of went back to the basis of, the, of its horror roots. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, so I liked when you combine all that into one crazy mess we're dealing with the rot, which is just about decay. So you have one side, which is a Cronenberg body horror. The other side is the ever-expanding idea of nature and this rot that exists and this decay and it's gross when they're fighting things of their bodies, parts are falling off and this just the idea of decay. It's really grotesque. And it's really cool. I do like it a lot. And I'm not a big Swamp Thing fan. I'm not a big Animal Man fan. But those those stories, one, were written I think it was very well. and Snyder, right? Yeah. And those were one of the best runs I've ever read of those series. Yeah. Well, that's, those are critically acclaimed. Yeah. Like, people talk about, besides the Alan Moore and Grant Morrison stuff, yes. they talk about Snyder's and Jeff Lemire's yes. Swamp Thing. And, and I think it's really cool how they also combine both those guys because yeah. they exist within the same kind of spectrum of... Because they were from Vertigo originally, both of them. Mm-mm. Um, um, no, he was... appeared in DC, but he eventually became more of a Vertigo character. No, he always was a DC character. He never had a Vertigo. He had a Vertigo series. At one point. Uh, yeah. No. The he had a huge stuff, Vertigo. The, no, the Morrison stuff was just regular DC. It was in Canada. No, he had one. Who, Animal Man? Yeah, he had a Vertigo series. Did he? Yeah, I'll look it up right now. Keep talking. Anyway, um, it, it was cool because they explored it like how Green Lantern was explored with the emotional spectrum, and it was cool to explore like, hey, you have the gray, you have the gray, you have the the rot, the 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 red, the green, which are trees, and um, the red is just animals. Have... Oh, it was it was a DC Vertigo? Not it yeah. wasn't just Vertigo. It was a DC Vertigo. Yeah. So it was uh, he showed up in both iterations. There was a uh, it was a Grant Morrison. This other um, yeah, I forgot the, I forgot all like the minute problems. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, it's the when he costume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when they uh, added the um, Sunshine Superman and stuff. That's yeah, that it started out in DC and then with Grant Morrison and then he switched over to Vertigo because he wanted to get whack. Yeah, got weird. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, it was cool. They added more stuff like the. Um, the nanites, and, like the machines, like all oh, the fungus, and it's like, nano machines, son. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, so what's so cool about this horror, this, and why I think it's one of my favorite horror stories, is that it's not just it's it, it's not just because it's body horror. It's realizing like this is the livelihood of your planet fighting itself to yeah. survive, and it's happening every day, and anyone can be a victim. Yeah, I, I couldn't like, I couldn't off. find the red rain uh, toy you're talking about, but I found this really sick statue. That's cool that is. Um, it's like $500 because it's like out of stock everywhere. But uh, I will find one for cheap and I will fucking buy it. Looks <laughs> and good. you're number three, Hunter. My number three is uh, kind of a double whammy. Kind of cheating, but it's fine because uh, we were on the show. Yeah. Can't tell me what to goddamn do. Um, it is Phantom Stranger slash Justice League Dark from the New 52. Because um, Justice League Dark okay. leads into the Phantom Stranger series in a way. Um, after a couple issues, Phantom Stranger shows up. I think in issue 13. Don't quote me on that, though. And then he gets his own spinoff, which ties into the Trinity of Sin, which tied all three Justice League books together with Pandora, um, Question becoming this new Harbinger-type character, and then Phantom Stranger. But I, this is my first uh, introduction to Phantom Stranger. And my first introduction to a lot of the Justice League Dark characters. Well, this is the first Justice League Dark book, but like Constantine. First introduction to Constantine. I knew Zatanna from the books. First introduction to Dr. Chimp, uh, Detective Chimp. First real introduction to Swamp Thing. Like, it was cool to see Justice League Dark introduce, like, all these characters and put them on a team from, like, the Vertigo titles. Yeah, how'd you fucking find that? I just typed in... I typed in the same thing. Yep. Send that to me. Yes. <laughs> I, that's, that actually looks really cool. <laughs> I typed in Batman Red Rain animated toy. No, I just... I got in, nothing. I'm Batman... I'm like, Batman Red Rain... Batman Adventures continues. 
I tried doing that too, and I didn't find it. I only went to shopping and I pulled up. Fuck you, bitch. Oh, but, and I found the also the original, the very the very first uh, action figure they ever made for it. Oh yeah, I think my dad had that at one point. It's gross. I remember seeing it in my uh, dad's office, and I was like, no, I'm good. Like I don't want that. But uh, you know, but Phantom Stranger was just a cool character because he was such like a, a weird like I like it was, for me it was like me being a hipster. Okay. I was like, I read Superman and Batman, but I also read Phantom Stranger. Do you know who that is? Oh, so I was being like a posh about it. But you know, it was a cool book. I think um. Ray Fox, Jeff Lemire, and oh, someone else. I can't remember the name. They wrote a bunch of them. And then JD, uh, Just Like Dark was, um, God, I think Lemire. New 52? I'm bad at remembering these ones. For which one? Just Like Dark, New 52. What about it? Who's writer? Oh, I don't remember. Thank you. Very helpful. I didn't say it was going to be. <laughs> I never claimed it. Yeah, so uh, the Phantom Strangers slash Justice League Dark era of New 52 was kind of cool for me because okay. it introduced me to a lot of other characters that like like uh, the werewolf guy I think his name's uh, something Hunter no he was new he was new for that he wasn't always a character oh yeah you yeah, know I'm talking about um the kid from Books of Magic he showed up in one What's of the arcs Hunter? yeah oh yeah the Harry Potter ripoff yeah the Harry Potter kid no, he showed up yeah. and I was like that's cool yeah, he's, he's and like the, the, the werewolf interest. with the sword showed up and I was he like that's was cool new. I vampire showed up I was like that's he's cool been around, yeah. yeah it was cool to see a bunch of these characters I didn't know who they were show up in a team book okay yeah, Etrigan was a big part of that, too, oh, besides yeah. the Demonite's book, which I wish I picked up, but I didn't. I so do I, actually. I, I heard I it was regret, really cool. Yeah, it's hard regret, to get. Yeah. The trades I regret, are hard. I, I regret not getting that book. Yeah. That's my three DC titles, Sweet Tooth, Deceased, and then The Cheating with Phantom Stranger slash Justice. You should be writing this down. We need to add these to our little description. I have it. Cool. I wrote mine down. All right, I need you to write mine down, too. Fuck you. Well, you're the one What'd who... you have? Red, Red Rain. Red Rain. The Trilogy. And then uh, Swamp Thing, uh, Swamp Thing, Animal Man, Rat World. Swamp Thing, Animal Man. What's your third? Oh, and my third is going to be Grant Morrison's Seven Soldiers of Victory. Rot King one. You didn't. You, all right. So you watched the whole, Rot King or Rot, Rot, Rot World. World? Rot King. That's my new event. Rot King. The Rot King, the King of Rot, Swamp Thing. I'm writing you. I got you. <laughs> I'm so good at this. I know. Bad so words. I my my. <laughs> Final one. It was hard to pick out what I wanted to do, but I actually read the series recently, um, and I like it a lot. Um, it is Grant Morrison's Seven Soldiers of Victory. The series is a series of one uh, of two to three issue uh, miniseries that tell of the culmination of the Seven Soldiers of Victory, which is Boltaire, uh, Clarion, Witch Boy, Zatanna, um, the Manhattan Guardian. Oh my God! The seven. Oh, um, shining soldier. Shining, yeah, shining knight. knight. Yeah, ju- uh, Justin, who is actually a female in that one. Oh, cool. Uh, shining knight. Oh my God! I used to remember the seven soldiers. You're bad. Oh, uh, green arrow. No, uh, Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Frankenstein's monster. Oh, and they never get. They never get the seventh. That's what it is. That's the whole thing. Because there's never. There's not really seven of them. Is that the joke? No, because uh, remember in um in sideways. Yeah. That's the team team. Oh, Mr. Miracle. That's the other one. That's seven. Okay, there is another one. It's, but it's, uh, but it's but Shiloh. It's, yeah, Shiloh Norman. Yeah. Norman Shiloh, whatever the yeah. name is. Dude, it's so good. It's trippy. It's creepy. Um, It's like rat people. It's like cannibal. Um, It's cannibal homeless pirates that use like subways as like uh, uh trains that are connected to like this little underworld. 
Um, then there's Limbo Town, where Clarion is, but above them is a subway station, and they, they think it's, like, this heaven thing. They're not, they don't realize it's the New York City subway. Um, <laughs> Mr. Miracle, the Mr. Miracle story is just trippy as hell, because it, it's, it deals with fourth world stuff, and Grant Morrison got his hands on it, and he went, hey, do you like acid and quantum mechanics? <laughs> and I was like, no, but he's like, he'll try it anyway. I was like, I'm in it for the ride. Um... Since Hannah just looks sexy the entire book for no reason. She's a, she wears leggings and a fucking magic suit. With, uh, yeah. I know. But, like, it, for no <laughs> reason why she's sexy in that book. But, like, she creates the, uh, her perfect guy is a, a naked little tiny dude she carries around with her. <laughs> um, tiny Hitler. And, like, there's a li- like there's a whole litany of, like, uh, what magic really means to her and her story. And uh, so Justin's story about him, uh, him actually being a female. And uh, the... the fairies being like from the future and they're coming to the past to, to take over it's Grant Morrison is doing his weird magic wizardry nonsense and it's That's so he creepy do. and crazy and it's like there are scenes where it's just skin crawling creepy because it's just gross nice and it's fun and it's it's it's, a, it's such a good ride if you can get all if you can read all of them um it's a fantastic book to read Sounds I good. do recommend it so yeah that's my third and final book Julio. So we'll do this. We'll do opposite like we do every time with this. We'll jump right into our store book. Which uh, is DC, The Doomed and the Damned, written by a plethora of people that we will go through right now. Yes. So starting off, we have the Madame Xanadu Man Bat story, uh, Grief's Quiet Name, uh, written by John. I'm going to butcher that Arcudi. name. Arcudi. Arcudi, thank you. And Mike Perkins is the artist. Batman and Urban Le- Legends, written by. So, uh, Ahmed. Yo, he wrote Batman? Good yes. for that guy. I love Salon Ahmed. He's fucking getting out there, man. Uh, and then art done by Leonardo uh, Mankato. You have Green Lantern in Shadow of Curse City. It's also got the demon in it, which they don't say. Yeah, I know. Uh, written by Kenny Porter and art by Riley Romicio. Wonder Woman and Raven in, in a Demons. Written by Amanda Debert and art by Daniel uh, Samfrey. And Solomon Grundy and Rachel Gould in Seven Days, written by Wal Wolfman, and off by Tom Mandrake. Then we got Superman and Swamp Thing in From Humble Roots by Amadeo Torturo, with art by Max Fumia, uh, Fumara. Orphan and Orca in The Hunt, written by Alice uh, Alyssa Wong, with uh, Domo Stanton as the artist. Aquaman and Frankenstein in Follow the Water by Brandon Thomas and uh, Baldemar Rivas. Beast Boy and Clarion in Beast Boys to Men, that's a good name. With uh, Travis Moron writing and art. I and then you Bator and Darkseid in Bator vs. Darkseid by Garth Ennis and PJ Holden. I actually didn't even read the Clarion one. I'm going to go check that out. That one, actually, I, I skimmed that one. Actually, that actually looked funny. That's Ooh, what I thought you were going to take that one originally. You, I'm usually into the comedy stuff, but I love um, Mia Clayface story. Why do they make Clarion look hot? <laughs> He's like from a boy band. Well, Beast Boys I guess it makes men. sense, yeah. Oh, oh, Raven's in this one, too. Eagle, what's your story, Chief? Oh, sorry, second wife for you. Uh, so the book no I wives ch- in here. I know, right? Ew, they fuse. Gross. Yeah, that's not the book we're talking about. I know. <laughs> anyway, so the book I chose, sorry, I chose was One Woman and Raven and Inner Demons. So this is actually really bonkers and creepy. Um, let me get to the page. I hate not having the page in my hand. All right, so again, this is as all store books and anthology series. We're gonna break down the, the mini stories. So. Um, which we about Diana is on a hunt for mis- uh, seven missing people. Uh, there's been a bunch of disappearances in a random city. They don't tell you exactly where. And Diana is on a hunt for it. And she comes across a church that she follows a scream to. 
And on the walls are pictures of Jack the Ripper, Lizzie Borden. And that's all they say. There's more, but they don't show you more. And they she comes across this woman painting uh, the uh, painting them with blood. And she realizes um, the girl is possessed and uses the lasso of truth to figure out that it's uh, his name is called Bar- uh, Bertok Rafa, Marquis of Madness. And there's a fight ensues between the two of them. And then Raven shows up randomly. It's not random. Because actually the demon she's fighting, uh, that Diana's fighting, is actually Raven's cousin on her father's side. Sure. They actually say that. <laughs> he's, a co- he's a cousin on my father's side. Sure. That's literally a quote from the book. <laughs> Um, it's from her mother's side because her mother's human. I know. So the book actually deals with um, the demon then possessing Diana and then realizing he can't take her over because she's the embodiment of truth and demons can only lie. And then it coming out of her and then Raven absorbing the demon. That's really the story. Sounds cool. Um, it's short. Again, like with all the ends of all the series, I like it a lot because it, it's very reminiscent of... It's like Exorcist if it was an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, the, like the girl Beth that's the lead girl it looks a lot like... Well, what's her name from... Um, the Exorcist. No idea. I forgot. I've never name. seen the original Exorcist. I forgot. I, I was just listening to a podcast I was talking about the other day, and I can't remember it. Well, sucks. Suck. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks looks like the actress, and like yeah, if this was like written by Michael, they Bay. probably did it on purpose. Yeah, like if, if it was written by Michael Bay, like uh, like <laughs> the the, the fact, explosions. Yeah, like if they were fighting like, the entire thing. They're fighting in a church with a possessed little girl. Um, but it's cool. I like it. It's very reminiscent of Justice Dark. Like this, if this was like a full length issue, that would have been a Justice Dark issue. Mm-hmm. Um. I get it. We don't grade these, so yeah, no, because it's hard to grade a single story. Yeah, for, it was cool. I, I mean, you probably loved your story. I like that. It's hard to grade out of, it out of like the other ones that I skimmed. Cause I skimmed some of the other ones. Oh, by the way, what's cool about this? There's supposed to be ten. Te- it was the team ups. So that's why if you look at it, it's always a character and a character. Except for book. Batman. But then Green Lantern, you know. Yeah, well, Green Lantern. They just forgot to say the demon was in that book. Yeah, and then Batman. I think it's. Um, it's just Batman. It's just Batman. Because it's, it's horror. We could just do Batman. Ten twisted team ups straight from um, the But yeah, so. That is actually my story. Uh, it's good. Like I said, it's really good. Uh, Hunter, what'd you read? I did From Humble Roots, which is by uh, Torturo and Fumara. That is the Superman and Swamp Thing story. Opens up with Superman investigating a small town's fruit um, supplies because there's something going on with them and everybody's becoming sick. Uh, he takes a bite of one of the strawberries and spits it out, and then we see that the Swamp Thing is on his lapel. Yeah. as like a piece of as like a flower. He then shows up as Superman, and then Swamp Thing shows up to, um, like... Swamp Thing um, can like speak to the trees. He's like the Lorax. He's like Swamp one... Thing speaks to the trees because he's part of the palm. I know he's trees. part of the green. There's this uh, quote which I will give you. He says, "The breath of citrus is slow and deliberate. You can hear its whisper in the cool summer breeze if you listen hard enough. But this is breathless, like an animal, desperate to survive." He's describing the fruit as like not being plant based. Turns out, motherfucking Clayface. Clayface shows up as. All of the town. He gave everybody a little bit of his clay and all the food so then he can, like, control them all and they'd all like him because Clayface is a little fucked up. So it, it's a nice, like, uh, story of, like, acceptance. Because, like, Super, uh, Swamp Thing and Superman are fighting Clayface and then Clayface breaks out of Swamp Thing right. and starts slowly killing him. And then uh, Superman's like, yo, 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 calm down. Clayface is scared. He's like... He he uh, he knows what it's like for people to look at him like a wild animal that needs to be put down. And he's like, so do you, Swamp Thing. Like, when people see you, they don't go, oh, yeah, it's Swamp Thing. They fucking run away. Yeah. So every time someone sees Clayface, same thing. 
Clayface just wanted to find a town, even if he had to infect it, that wasn't going to run him out of town. Yeah. At one point, he's like, just please give me to Batman. He's like, I don't care. I'll be good because Swamp Thing is just killing him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a nice little story of acceptance. And then Clayface is going to fix the town. And it leaves you off with a cliffhanger for some reason. I was like, why? Are they oh, reintroducing they, one of the other characters from the Clayface pack or whatever? They may do it. The in... Muddy Buddies or whatever they're called? <laughs> the Mud Pack? <laughs> the Muddy Buddies is way better. <laughs> That's copyrighted by um, Kellogg's. All right, so... Before we move on to our book, if you can write one horror book, one DC horror book character, who would you write? I would I would say Etrigan, but I'm bad at rhyming, so probably uh, Spectre. Oh, nice. I love me some Spectre. Jim Corrigan is very underrated. I read uh, Gotham by Midnight, yeah. and I was like, so I would honestly try to reboot that? Gotham by Midnight as a six-issue miniseries coming out around like the Halloween times. Yeah. Put Ragman in there, too, for fun. That's fair. Make him like a liaison. That's good. That Corgan doesn't want to work with because he doesn't want to admit that ghosts are real, but then he's like, Spectre. So I'd be down for another Gotham by Midnight because that book was so good. Ray Fox did a great job. It was Temple Smith as the first artist, yeah. and then, uh, which was, eh, Temple Smith is an acquired taste. And then Ferrer took over for the second arc, and he knows how to draw a Spectre like nobody else does. It's <laughs> so fucking haunting. So yeah, just Gotham by Midnight slash Spectre. Cool. But Etrigan, if I could rhyme better. <laughs> Uh, but I would just write Justice League Dark at that point and put both of them on the team. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Like, or put Jim Corrigan on the team, but not the Spectre, because the Spectre is not being. It's an to be easy controlled. question. <laughs> the Spectre, shut up. <laughs> I like to explain myself, motherfucker. What would you write? Ragman. Who? Ragman. Yeah. I love Ragman. That Ragman book that came out was really good. Uh, I like the horror elements to it. That's the, the, the horror version of it. I mean, I yeah. like the, the regular version that yeah. they, they used to use, uh, but they, I like this. They went with more of a horror anthology yeah. with it. Um, but yeah, I would like to use Ragman. If Tess does uh, OCD podcast, Thirty One Days of Horror next year, you're gonna do Ragman. Yeah, <laughs> I like Ragman. I like the Ragman a lot. I like. The I mythology. wish he stayed in the Arrow show. He stayed for like three uh, seconds. Yeah. but then they were like, "He's too much money. Goodbye." Yeah, and I was like, "Lame." I, he was yeah, the I like the Ragman. Yeah. What is cool to dive into uh, to Jewish myth? Um, and Greg Ghost. Well, not a horror character, but funny. Yeah, you know, what we do. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole thing. Yeah, But yeah, no, I feel like a lot of the horror characters need to be. Put in the spotlight more. They like do. we have Justice League Dark, which is fine, but it, like it doesn't touch upon Etrigan that much. I would love to see a JD, a JLD from back in New Fifty Two where there was a horror book rather than Wonder Woman leading a team of Man Bat and Detective Chip with a sword. Well, I like it was a metal the, fallout that book. Yeah, made, uh, no justice. They made it more of a magic book. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, Might and Magic is cool, but I miss the old the horror. Like, what are we gonna do in the House of Mystery today, yeah. Constantine? Like it was good. So, right. time for our store books. Yeah, for our, our book reviews. Yeah. All right, Hunter, hit me with your book. So, I did We Live by Inaki Miranda and Roy Miranda, and the arts of Inaki Miranda. So, the Miranda brothers. I'm going to say this now because I literally have no idea who these people are. I don't know who these people are. Instead of us being stupid and not knowing who Christopher Cantwell is. I know, right? That'll be our one thing. I'll make the t-shirt. We know who Christopher Cantwell is. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's our new t-shirt. <laughs> so, it is a... um. It's an Aftershock book. It is a alien survival story, in a way. So it's about a bunch of... um, So this alien invasion happens um, in, like, the year 2050, they said. Mm -hmm. It's called the Rumble Wars, where the aliens came down to destroy the planet, and they are willing to take 5,000 human children with one companion each. So 10,000 people out of... Seven uh, one point seven point three billion or whatever the number is three point one whatever oh, what, now I'm yeah whatever the billions seven of, point yeah. something so 
It's about um, a bunch of people who are transporting. Like this old guy is uh, transporting a bunch of people who have children to one of the drop zones, knowing he's like, I can't live, but I can help people live to into um, accentuate the uh, the thing. Jesus Christ, send that to me. Um, I'm not cutting that out because I, 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 I don't care. Um, you know, so it starts off with this uh, kid Tala and her younger brother named uh, Hototo. Don't ask why his name is Hototo. They Don't both ask. look white, but whatever. It is the year 2050-something, so... Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, um, she's chasing him to get him back onto the bus with the old man, and they are... It's, it's basically like The Last of Us, where they're traveling in, like, this decrepit, apocalyptic area to get to an extraction zone so they can be safe. But along the way, they, um, encounter this thing called a molder, which is a sentient mold that attacked a human and turned it into a zombie, essentially. Okay. So it attacks the kid and one of his friends, not any of the two main characters, but and it attacks and basically kills one of the friends, and then it explains, like, some more uh, fun stuff. I don't want to go too deep into spoiler territory on what the kid's doing and what's going on, but uh, they're going to be getting to an extraction point, and they only have five days to do it. Oh, wow. And in the bottom of some of these pages, there are QR codes, okay. which I found weird. I didn't scan any because I'm lazy, but uh, I'll maybe do it later. But there's one for a white whale. Oh, 2084 is the present day, by the way. Okay. Um, there's one at the end called, it says, I will follow you. I think it's like a, um, like a playlist or just reference images for whatever they're talking about. So yeah, that is, what is up? So bad, what'd you give it? Oh, uh, so what, right, what's your negative for it? Um, oh, hold on. Uh, the Miranda brothers, they wrote Coffin Hill, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, and Batman Beyond. Why do I not know any of that? Because it doesn't look like they wrote for too long. Okay. Yeah. It was a little bit. Um, they're professional inkers, and uh, they became writers. The artists first. Yeah, okay. well, at least uh, one of the Inaki. Um, gripes. Uh, it's kind of slow. Okay. But again, it's a setup. I always say this. It's issue one. It's a setup. Oh, it's right. called We Live. I don't know if I said that. Um, it's a setup, so it's super slow. But I feel like the payoff is going to be phenomenal. Aftershock always puts out great titles. I don't think I've ever read a bad Aftershock book. Okay. Because I feel like they believe in like what they got. I'm super excited for Kaiju Song, so that's going to be great. I'll tell you about that one later. Huh? Um, actually, I'll tell you about it now. It's about um, a heist that happens during a Kaiju fight. That's weird. It's basically Godzilla versus Mothra. They're fighting, and then some group of people are like, let's steal stuff. That's the book. But uh, we live super great. Um, like I said, it's a little slow, but I'm definitely going to give it a four. The writing is fantastic. Uh, there's too much a bit of a lore dump at the beginning, but you kind of need to know of all of it, so it's necessary evil. I, I'm not really one for lore dumps. It's music. Oh, that's cool. When you scan the QR code, it takes you to YouTube. Oh, yeah. The Aftershock rep came in and said that it's a, uh, the book has a soundtrack that you listen to it. Yeah. Because it says We Live. It's the subscribers. Yeah. That's cool. That's kind of cool. Hey, don't, we're going to copyright. Take it off. I did. Take it off. <laughs> I'm probably going to listen to those later then. But, um, so yeah, there's a soundtrack to it. But yeah, like I said, I'm probably going to give it a four. Okay. It's a little too slow, but too bit much of a lore dump for me. Okay. I'm not a big lore dump guy. I like to find out things over time. Like yeah. if they drop the lore a little bit later. We are going to get some past stuff with what's going on with um, the the brother and sister combo. Yeah. If they're even related, but it's going to be cool. Cool. And the kid wants to be a superhero. That's right. And doesn't know about death or dying or what's happening. He's oh. just like, I'm here. So it's kind of cool. Fair. Yeah. That's my book. We live. Gave it four. <laughs> you're looking at me like I need to continue talking. No, you're supposed to pass it on to me. Hey, like, James, what did you read? Thank God. You're <laughs> I'll wait for the segue, Mike. <laughs> it's okay. not a segue. It's, it's and a transition. Like, and I'm done. 
And I'm done. James, talk now. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you read, James? I did. Commanders in Crisis. Y'all know I love me multiverse stuff. It's written by Steve Orlando and art by David Centino. It's produced by Image Comics. I you stole to... this book from me, you son of a bitch. I, I walked on. in and you were like, Crisis is mine! And I was like, God damn. I just like Steve Orlando. Yeah, I know. I'm not, uh, from what it looks like, I'm not really going to be a big fan of it because I don't really like Crisis stuff, but I love Steve Orlando. I Orlando. love it. I know you do. I You're love the Crisis it. Guy. So it opens up with a murder in Philadelphia. Again, I'm not going full spoilers. Uh, it opens up with a murder in uh, Philadelphia, and it looks like one of the cops is kind of talking about what's going on. Um, there's a joke about Philadelphia vampires, and all I think about is Philadelphia. I think that's a joke. Yeah. It's Image Comics. So it's like yeah. So it's... um. About Philadelphia vampires, like how they don't exist, but like they secretly do exist in the world. Yeah, that's a it's a Philadelphia reference for sure. Yeah, and one of the policemen are confirming that the person, the body they found is dead. Then we jump to United States, uh, to United States, to Washington D.C. Where you? Oh, meet... I'd vote for that president. <laughs> that's not the president. Oh, no, her? Not. Yeah, she's yeah, she's actually. She is? I'd vote for her. She was. An, <laughs> she's the ex-president. She used to oh, be. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you meet. Uh, you go to the think tank, which is the headquarters of the Crisis Commanders. The command, uh, Crisis Command, is it called? Yeah, Crisis Command. Crisis Command. Uh, you have Frontier, um, who's pretty much like a uh, super intelligent. Uh, you have Good Oracle. You have Originator, which innovates uh, innovates vocabulary and alters reality. They create word. She creates words, and that alters reality around there. That's you have cool. Seer, who's a quantum god, one minute at a time, so she can see bursts of power. She gets bursts of powers uh, every minute. That's crazy. Uh, you have Prize Fighter, who is as strong as the crowd hopes he is. That's such a cool thing. Yeah. Like, if the crowd is hopeful for him, it's kind of like... Uh, Gladiator. I'm, I'm going to get really nerdy. Gladiator and Exodus uh, are like that. Okay, I'm going to get really nerdy on you and drop, like, some anime manga stuff. There's a character in Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix called uh, Escanor. I know. Where I love he's, that show. Okay, yeah, the pride sin, yeah. where he's, Every I know I can win the fight, so I will never lose. Yeah. That's kind of like what this guy is. Well, with, yeah, with, but, with fans. but Escanor gets kind of like, give me all your power from Dragon Ball. Yeah. But, or like Spirit Exodus ball. or Gladiator who gets stronger. Women. I didn't know that's what they did. Yeah, I thought Exodus, Gladiator was just Superman. No, in space. Gladiator gets stronger as the more people cheer him on. That's fucking. The, right. uh, the more people are like his yeah. peanut gallery. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, uh, Sawbones, who's an action surgeon, which is crazy. He's got synesthesia and a bunch of other shit. Um, He's like their Hawkeye. Right? They're fighting uh, these groups of people that came from the future, um, that came to our time to very DC comicsy, very comicsy nonsense. That they're like, oh, we're from the future and we're stealing your hope because we have no hope in the future. <laughs> That's like uh, when evil Tim came back from the f- past to kill like evil uh, to kill John or something. Yeah, some dumb. It's like okay then. Yeah, and then you have uh, they want to get out. They they beat the guys and they um, Price Fighter wants to just do regular superhero stuff, so he stops a fire and just makes out with this dude. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. Yeah, he like he because he's just like, everyone's like, cheering around because he goes. Oh man, there were a lot of people here, so I wasn't as strong as I could be. So he goes there, and people are cheering him off, so he gets super strong. <laughs> it's buff as fuck. And then uh, he uh, meets. <laughs> Sorry, like, everyone's like, oh, geez, uh, these guys make it look bad. He goes, I saved you. You want to fight about this? <laughs> and then you have um, Seer uh, trying to help her friend uh, try to get over a book. I see her. Uh, originator. Try to help her finger over writer's block. But again, the problem is just ultra reality, which can affect everybody. Yeah. So and then Seer is words. having visions of, like, the Dodo and those guys from the future. Nice. Because of powers of backfiring. Ooh, interesting. And then there's a random death that they have to... So, their job is to make sure a crisis, doesn't, a crisis event doesn't happen on our, our planet. Because they're this all is from the, This is the right? last Earth in the multiverse. It's like Christ on Infinite Earths. Yes. Uh, this is the last uh, uh, Earth 
that exists in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And Think Tank brought, oh, not Think Tank, uh, Frontier, who's uh, the leader, she brought them all to the Earth, to our Earth, because of what's happening. It's like, they're like the warning signs are like violet skies and the lightning and then nothing. Mm. Um, kind of like red skies and red lightning. Right. Man. And Steve Orlando's like, I write DC books. Yeah, and it's about <laughs> how the how they all watch their worlds die because their multiverse was of cosmic septus because the, the was that the the multiverse of their planets were decayed and wiped them all out. So each one of them uh, were leaders on their planets. I'm not gonna go into their full backstories. That's something you should read. Um, and what Crest Command was for was to figure out to, to stop a crest event from happening on our Earth. Um, because there's, these are they're the last heroes of the multiverse, and the murder that happened in the beginning is bigger than just a murder. It's the start. It's of the triggering. Or tr- it triggers. A, it's going to trigger a crash dun, event dun, if they dun, can't. Dun, dun. They can't solve it. Dun, dun, um, dun, dun, dun. It's really cool. It's very again very ham fisted. You know, mega DC event. You know, mega crisis event type of thing. Yep. I do like that they they were all leaders on that planet at one point, and that like. Uh, that's why it's also called Commanders in Crisis. Because they're all the presidents of sorts or whatever. Yeah, I was going to spoil cool. it, but yeah. I don't know what they all are. Yeah, they're all presidents. They were all presidents of their Earths at one point. That's cool. Of, of their worlds at one point. Uh, of the United States, of the, or, uh, sorry, of the United States at one point. Yeah. Um, I do like this book a lot. Uh, the art's phenomenal. Um, the thing is, I wish they did show, I think they'll show later on, like, um, how they all got there. Yeah, like, what they're, like, they'll get an origin for each one, right. for sure, like, how they got their powers, right. how they got Look, their, Maybe, uh, if, even if we don't, yeah, I don't mind that, but how they got to, the, the this Earth, and why Think Tank, why, uh, nothing, why Frontier brought them there, and yeah. why she's named Frontier, um, and well, why she's, she's like, low-key a bad guy. If she is, it's crazy. Uh, but I do like the story a lot. It's very, very much like a, a crisis event type of book, and I really love it. Oh, that's stuff. the point. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm giving it 4 out of 5, because... Um, actually, no. Fuck. I'm doing a five out of five. I don't know why I'm lying. Okay, I'm giving a five out of five. There's nothing wrong. With you this don't book. like to give fives. That's why I don't. Because I don't think every any book's perfect. That I hate like, going into, and then the next issue could be balls. Yeah, that's you know. The problem. That's why I don't. I, I keep giving things fives. I didn't give this one five, no. but like I keep giving things fives. But then I'm like, what if issue two sucks? But again, we also you can always write a good issue one. Yeah, and then we, are, <laughs> we are basing it on one issue, exactly. so we're not basing it on the series as a whole. We are basing it on what's given us uh, in front of us. I like this a lot, actually. Um, the other powers are ridiculous. I do like Price Rider's power a lot. This is so cool. Um, and Bone, uh, Soul Bones is because he's uh, he's like I'm not a doctor, but he goes because he has all these other powers because of his synesthesia. Yeah. Um, he shoots health. No, he's just like a savage. So no, I do like this a lot. Um, cool. I just do want the 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 mystery. I don't want to spoil it. That's what I'm giving it for. The mystery sounds very Grant Morrissey. And I'll, gonna, I'll tell you too after. convoluted. Yeah, um, it, it could get too convoluted. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I'll tell you after yeah. off mic. But yeah, so I'm just that's why I'm giving it a four. Not Sounds five. good. So yeah, All right, James, close us out. So guys, thank you guys again for. Uh, sorry, I don't have the script open for some reason. I was going to do off off the cuff, but I guess I never remember. You're never good at off the cuff. No, at least for the script. When we have script, you're good off the cuff when it's not a script. Yes. When you have a script, you can't remember it. No. So guys, <laughs> thanks for joining, uh, listening. You can head over to our website, Andrew's Amazing Comics, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Check out our Tuesday live stream on Facebook. Also, uh, check us out on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Andrew's underscore Comics. The podcast Instagram, Andrew's Amazing Podcast. Uh, and Twitter at andrewscomics.com to check out up-to-date news. We are also dropping 31 days of horror books to check out on our Android's Amazing Comics. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you got to do it today. I have to do today's. I haven't to do today's yeah. yet. Um, just kind of cool horror books you guys should be checking out. 
Um, check us out on the OCD podcast where me and Hunter both get started on one episode piece, one about we deceased. We did four and five. Yes, we did plastic and de- well, Hunter did plastic and I did deceased. So Hunter's one of Hunter's favorite horror books because he beat me to it. Uh, I covered, so it was kind of funny. Yeah, it was DC horror. Yeah, it's not a lot for me. I didn't read a lot of DC horror. I forgot about Red Rain. Honestly, it's, it's one of my favorites, but I like DC more because it's got like, Marvel more. Marvel when we get to Marvel, Marvel has horror, a lot. We have a lot, and there's a lot of stuff. It's because Marvel about. doesn't have the imprint. Oh, and if you guys do want to check out what um, a, a, a cool kind of summary of, of horror and comics, that's me. Um, that. <laughs> uh, you can check out horror and comics. You can talk out uh, if you go to talkingcomics.com, uh, There's an article Bob Ryer wrote about the entire history of horror comics. I was about to say, why are you pimping them out? And you said Bob, and I was like, Bob. Yeah, that's what I love, Bob. So, you guys, remember, leave, uh, subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. And then we support your comic shop. We're going to have a nice day. Um, bye-bye.